When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello? Hey, how's it going, D? Not much. Not much is going on. Yourself? Uh, nothing much as well. Just right, relaxing. <laughs> How are you holding out through the quarantine? Oh, I'm making it all right. Just yes. work, you know? <laughs> you know how it goes. How about you? I'm all right. You're you're an essential worker too, right? Yeah. Um, I actually work at the hospital. Right. Yeah, I actually... Part. Well, not run it, but I help run it. So, like, a lot of pressure on you right now, I'm guessing, huh? Yeah, my boss and I and everything, especially, because we have to try and get the items into the storeroom and everything else and make sure that we actually have the stuff that we actually need so that way we can take care of everybody. And I, I'm not sure if you follow news or not, but that's all anyone's talking about are, like, you know, the medical supplies. Exactly, man. Um... The good news about us, though, like we can actually look and see what's in our in in the storerooms and everything, to see how much to order and stuff like that. So that's the plus side. That you know what's missing exactly. Yeah, like what's in our like in our supply rooms, like in our storerooms that we get from another facility. Yeah, we can actually look and see what they have and everything. So that's a plus on our end, to where we're not going to try and wipe out the other facility. Wow. Nice, nice order system you got there. Yeah, I actually do appreciate that part. So, right on. But yeah, man. Um, what, what about you? Me, uh, I'm a Lyft, I'm a Lyft driver. I drive, you know, all around the Atlanta area. Uh, I made one of those bandanas. It helps. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I actually have a couple of homemade masks and everything else that people's made and things like that. Just trying to keep myself safe. You know? Well, you know, safe is relative most times, but as long, right. as, as, long as you, uh, as long as you have, like, keep being safe and healthy and doing what you're doing, you should be fine. Because I'm pretty sure everyone, exactly, everyone's gonna get this. So yeah, everyone. At, at some point in time, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we can try do as many things as we can to prevent it. But everyone's gonna but get this. It, yeah. So you get some type of symptoms from it. It may not be the full effect, but it might end up being some. There you go. Exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. Because you know, my dad, he was sick oh, a couple of months back and everything. And he had some type of fever, not feeling good, no coughing or anything like that, but just a 24-hour bug. But I'm like, well, that could actually be some of the symptoms or whatever. Or it could just be like a normal flu. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, I mean, you may not actually have the actual coronavirus symptoms, you know, but you might actually have something with, like, a regular flu symptoms. Yep. It's crazy to think about. But most definitely. So how are we going to do this? I'm hoping how are we going to start this out? All right. So what I'm going to do is, first thing is first, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the show. Then after that, you can go on ahead and introduce yourself. And then we'll go on ahead and start talking about the uh, 
Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. You, you'll start the conversation, all right? Okay. Yeah, that's not a problem. I can no. totally do that. Well, I'm like, you'll all start right. out the conversation and talking about, like, you'll put, like, a main topic that we can start yeah. on and just go from there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Right on. All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I actually have one of my good friends, D, with me from FTO Nerd Talk. Go ahead and introduce yourself, D. Uh, thanks for that. How's it going, guys? How are you guys doing out there? And today we're going to be talking about Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy. And this is actually something that stuck with me in for a while, because here's the thing. I actually had the Blu-ray uh all the Blu-rays of the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. And I got that as a Christmas gift set. And I remember going to the movie theaters and seeing the Dark Knight Rises and stuff like that. But I always thought that was like the weakest film. But I want to start off first with doing this. I always thought that Batman Begins was actually a perfect way of actually starting out fresh with the Batman franchise because of the fact that we had that 1997 uh, cheesy Adam West kind of vibe with the Batman and Robin movie and for Christopher Nolan to go on ahead and say look we're going to go on ahead we're going to make this movie a lot different than what we normally make our comic book based movies and make it into a little bit of realism mix in with a little bit of the comic book uh, genre and see what we can do with that. Is that how you saw that? Is that how you saw Batman like uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins? Yeah, that, that's your um, that's your interpretation of that. That's my interpretation because there's a little bit of realism into it because it doesn't have any of the, you know, aliens, Superman, or anything like that, and he didn't want to put that into his universe. No, he didn't. And you know, I actually appreciated him for wanting to try something different, and the whole entire scarecrow thing threw me off because here's the thing. I didn't read too much into the whole entire news thing or anything like that whenever I first watched this film until like later on, years later, I decided to go ahead and do some research on it. And I watched it and I was taking it back a little bit because I wasn't sure what to expect from this movie because I was expecting, you know, the comic book version of Scarecrow. You know what I mean? And like very, very gangly, like a little right. bombastic with the sickle. Right. I was expecting that kind of version. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what are you doing? And then I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget that, and I'm going to watch the movie for what it is. So it's more of an origin story for the, the Scarecrow as much as it was for Batman, in that sense. It's what I'm exactly. taking away from you. We got to exactly. see the origin story of, of Jonathan Crane in this movie. Exactly. Never been and... done before. That's the first time. Yeah. Because here's the thing, I remember years back though, man, like, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember back in the early 90s, they wanted to put the Scarecrow into a Batman movie and they wanted Howard Stern to play Scarecrow. And Howard Stern told them no, he didn't want to do any part of any type of Batman or anything like that. He just wanted to do his talk show and that was it. He didn't want to go ahead and be into the whole entire franchise of the Batman or anything like that. And so anyways, they squashed that, I think, and then they winded up doing something different. But, you know, what I can't appreciate what Christopher Nolan did with The Batman Begins is the fact, you know, it goes from 
Bruce Wayne being young, and it's a revenge tale, of course, because of the fact his parents winds up dying. But it goes into the fact that, you know, he runs away from home and tries to forget who he is. And that's whenever he gets into some trouble overseas, and then that's when he meets Ra's al Ghul, played by Liam Neeson. And I like that whole entire story arc on what Christopher Nolan was actually trying to do with Bruce Wayne. It's like, okay, we haven't we didn't expect that from a Batman origin movie where Bruce Wayne just wanted to get away from everything, especially everything that happened with his family and stuff like that, and he wanted to forget the name of the Waynes. Did you get that kind of vibe from it? What, 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 what's the question you're asking me exactly? I'm not sure. Like, for instance, like, from from my perspective and everything, from what I saw was the fact that you have Bruce, Christian Bale, who's young, who winds up running away from his home at that time and everything because of the fact of the events that happened in Gotham because of his parents dying and then it was like he was trying to forget who he was and everything, trying to forget that he was a Wayne and live out on the streets, not as a rich person, but as a, but as a, you know, a poor person or someone that's you got, you, you got to see, like, the Bruce Wayne origin story, too, for, like, I think probably, right. probably the first time that we saw in cinema. Like, you got to see the stuff we used to see in the animated series with Bruce Tim, where you got to see Bruce Wayne just hop around to different places in the globe to find out, like, uh, training methods about how to learn, like, different types of kung fu, how to learn how to be a magician, a skate artist, learn how to uh, fight from multiple different senseis and whatnot. That was exactly what you got from that first movie with Chris Nolan. And I, I for one, as a person who has four Batman tattoos, I loved it. Like, I loved the hell out of it. Same here. And that's what I loved about it. I loved the training that, with the League of Assassins, and Liam Neeson playing Ra's al Ghul, that was something yeah. that was really interesting. Caught me off guard. Like I, I, I didn't think he would be able to pull it off. Like the the goatee was still terrible. It was still almost a bad goatee. I'm not sure who did that, but other, other than that, like it was good. I agree with you on that. Like, and then the whole entire disappearing thing, trying to uh, show that he's actually a magician, and then also how to actually be stealthy. And everything that he learned, all that training, trained him to be Batman and for him to go back into the Gotham City realm. And really bad, but I like the fact, too, that they decided, you know what, we're going to take this out of Gotham City and make this a bit much bigger universe than just Gotham. You know? And yeah. yeah. Uh, I like that how, when it comes to Gotham, I will say, I do like how they did uh, mix up Chicago and Gotham and just blended it. They just, they just took, like, a sheet paper and just put it right on top of Chicago and called it Gotham, and they did a good job of doing that. I'm not sure how they pulled that off, but it, like Nolan did a great job of making Chicago Gotham City, and and they did show you like different parts of the world. Like you got to see that world spanned out in the other in the other movies also, because you go to I think it's China, you go to different parts of uh, I guess I think it was just America. I don't think he went right. to any other countries. I uh, know he went to France and or the Europe. In the last movie with Selena, so there's that. Right, also. I remember that. <laughs> and I think Bane was off in some different other country when he got captured. You just like you just got to see the world as is through the lens of Christopher Nolan, and it, it's it's it was I thought it was really well done. Like that, that was the cinematography is the best part of Christopher Nolan. Like, and I say the same thing about Zack Snyder. Like their cinematography 
is gorgeous. But I agree. And I only bring up I only bring up Snyder because like he's like he's like the, the protege of cinematography. Like no, he, he's, he's he's the protege of Christopher Nolan. Like like right. Christopher Nolan is his mentor. And I only bring up like they they're both good at cinematography for obvious reasons, but they right. need like a, a director a director who can make you feel something for the characters and and honestly, I don't think Nolan does that well. But just that's that's me talking. I don't think right. he does that well. I have to agree on that though. I mean, there are I like the story arc that he did with Bruce. He does he's good at developing characters. But like developing them, yeah, but making yeah. like you really feel something for them. Like uh we were we were cheering for the Joker in the second yeah. movie. That's like we were, we were just we were rooting for him. There was no sympathy. There was no empathy. We were just cheering him on. <laughs> uh, I mean, when Gordon died, and like we all we all felt that. But I think that was more Gary Oldman putting his acting into that character than like than Nolan's directing. I agree with it's that. It's like Oldman is Oldman is that good. Like when we thought Bruce may have died at the end, and we weren't really sure if he did or didn't. We didn't. That was bad directing because we didn't know how to feel when it came to like the series being over. Like he could have just he could have just killed Bruce and everyone would have been sad. Like and that would have been that. But like he made us he did like the whole inception shit at the end of that movie. Just I I, I don't I know you get like an order that you're trying to do, but like the end of that movie just really right. pisses me off. And then, like that's the main topic. It's like the end of Dark Knight Rises pissed me the fuck off. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a whole entire shitstorm on that. <laughs> And everything too, because I thought the payoff wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. On that, it wasn't on the Dark Knight, uh, on the Dark Knight level as far as a payoff is, you know. No, and, or even Batman Begins for that matter. Yeah, right. And I mean, like, you know, uh, I'm all for cliffhangers. Wish it gave us a cliffhanger, but like, it gave us like the stupidest clip. It was just dumb. <laughs> and it was, not only it that, was just dumb. Exactly, and it's been done before. It's like, okay, is he alive or is he not alive? Oh, okay, he's alive. Okay, there's it, no, there's no like, you know, there's no meat. There's no meat to it. It's like I'm no. eating a fucking salad the entire time. Exactly. It felt like, like it I love I love salads, but like like, jeez, man. <laughs> Give me a steak. Give me something to eat. <laughs> something, something else that, like instead of just green, dude. Because like I can't handle this. I can't. I just wanted to be better. I agree with you. Um, before we get it up, because here's the thing. I do want us to go into that a lot deeper, too. Uh, let's talk about the Dark Knight for one minute, too. Um, I thought that he did a really good job at continuing the story from Batman Begins and then putting in the Joker with Heath Ledger. And what sold me as Heath Ledger was seeing him on that poster, the very first Dark Knight poster in the movie theater. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, oh, my God. This is the Joker. This is the menacing. This is the anarchist. This is the person that's going to cause hell in Gotham City. That was the I'm be honest with you, when, I, when I first saw that, when I first saw like, like that Why So Serious thing all over the place, yeah. like the first thing that popped in my head was oh, damn. Like Some MySpace dude is going to be the Joker. I'm like, damn. Some, some, dude, some dude who got pissed off about MySpace is going to be the Joker. <laughs> and that's our joke. Nah, I'm joking. <laughs> Get this though, that wasn't the first poster I saw. The very first poster I saw was the giant poster with him in his costume 
with the uh, machine gun in his hand. Yeah. Uh, blown up in our movie theater. The, the, the it was definitely yeah. like the tinted glass and like the why so serious written on it, like with him behind it. That yeah. was the one I saw. Yeah. You see, I could actually see why you would actually think feel that way. Like, <laughs> that's really what did. that's that's because MySpace in a nutshell, man. <laughs> it looked like it was Photoshop. There's no there's yeah. No Big time. And everybody Big was going time. crazy over that poster. Yeah. I'm like, come on, I can do that poster. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, because it's like copy and paste to me. I'm like, there's no there's no flavor to it. There's no sweatiness to that poster to want me to be engaged in that movie. Because the job of a poster is to engage and make you want to see that movie. I wouldn't go that far. Like, I was still going to watch it because, like, it's Batman. Right. Like, like, I thought right. I'd get a sequel. Like, like it was it was so postponed. Right. No one talked about there was going to be a sequel or not. There was a point right. where, there, where there wasn't going to be a sequel because they didn't make enough money inside the movie theater. And then, like, the DVD sales kicked in, like, and boosted it up. So, like, we got a movie. Like, this this movie, the sequel to this, it was not almost, it was almost wasn't made from what I saw. Well, what I was paying attention to, it wasn't. It was pretty close to not being made. Really, I didn't know about that. Yeah, part. like honestly, like because the Batman Begins movie it made money, but right. like it's not like it is now. Like when it comes to making sequels, because back like ten fucking fifteen years ago, sequels were fucking frowned upon. Like you do not make sequels right. because you make sequels, then you become fucking one note. Exactly. That's why Bruce Bruce Willis was like always seen as John McClane, like. <laughs> And actors wanted to do sequels, like not heard of, not wanted. Like that's why you saw like Keanu Reeves not doing a sequel to Speed because when you do a sequel, you get stuck to a character. Exactly. That's you not the case. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, that's that's not the fucking case anymore. There's there like people spread shit out now. You stick to stick to one franchise and bounce over the other stuff. But uh, all that was running through my head when this came out. Like, because I thought it wasn't going to get made, but it did get made, and I was super pumped. You know, like exactly. I felt like that. You know, I thought that why so serious shit. Like this is, this is so fucking lame. But at the <laughs> time, I couldn't tell anybody. Like it was to me, like why so serious? What is what is this? This is some shit out of my face. And right. And then, like, I finally like went to the theater and I saw this fucking movie, and I fell in love with it. Like hand hand over fist, I was like on. He did like the whole thing again, where like with Two Face, where Two Face may have may have died. Did he not die at the end of the fucking movie? Like, right. is he dead? Did he did he die? Like, we don't know. Like, someone can survive that fall, and that was the whole thing back and forth. Then you heard fucking Heath Ledger fucking died, and like shit. Right. <sighs> like Man, so he's right. You just like you, you see, didn't know I... what was going to happen to the story. Right, exactly, and you see. I didn't like that whole entire thing either with Harvey Dent. It reminded me of, you know how horror movies are? It's like when you see Michael Myers fall. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. That's what I thought about too. But I had a feeling that Joker was alive because of the fact of the line that he says in the movie where he says, this is this tango between Batman where you made me. We're going to do this dance for a long time. I'm just paraphrasing. And that told me right there that he was safe because I had a feeling that they might, if Heath Ledger wasn't, didn't pass away, I would have, I think that he would have actually used him for the Dark Knight Rises and have Scarecrow in there too. So here's the thing, like, I mean, that's one way to look at it. When it comes to like the Harvey falling and like the Joker saying that, 
you can also look at it as the whole time we watch these movies, it's telling us this is supposed to be real. That's this true. is supposed to be like a, a real tone to it. And I think like us us as viewers didn't want to accept that. They we wanted it to be comic booky, even though he's been telling right. us this entire time, hey, this is real. There's real consequences. There's real fear, and you should accept that. And like, and also in the real world, like the Joker saying what he said we can do this for a long time. Like, you know, no, we're not. You're gonna be locked away, and no one's gonna know about where the hell you are. And that's probably why we. Like, if you look at it that way, that's why we didn't see the Joker and the Dark Knight Rises. That's and true. I have thought about this plenty of times. Like, okay, I can accept that. Even that being the fucking fact, this movie is not fucking good. No. <laughs> and <sighs> another but thing. I haven't, I haven't watched it. No, I will say I haven't watched it since. So, like, okay, let's, I like want, let's go ahead and talk change. about it now. <laughs> let's talk about this now. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So, I remember going to the movie theaters to see this movie. I remember being psyched up yeah. because it came on the same level as The Dark Knight. I was psyched up for it. I'm like, yes, another Batman movie. I'm going to get sweaty over this. This is going to be something that I'm going to remember. And then all I got, and this is what I wanted from a Batman, from Dark Knight Rises. You know, it shows like the consequences of the damage that's been done to his body over the years of him being Batman. And the doctor said, well, if you do this, this, and this, this is going to paralyze you pretty much. What I yeah. wanted was show us doing that stuff and then show us the consequences <laughs> behind it. I think that's also a thing with, uh, with Nolan that uh, it's not that kind of movie. Like, that's what right. we kept expecting, but that's right. not what we got. And so, I'm like, if I think that that was one of the things that he also did. Like, he made action cool. Right. He did. He made it like it was a dance, but. Like you can't see everything because like he doesn't want us to see everything. But like I'm with you. Like that's that's the story I wanted to see, but that's not the story that he was telling, sadly. Exactly. Because I felt like, okay, I'm seeing Bruce hobble around on a cane for twenty minutes of this film or fifteen minutes of this film. And then you meet Selena. She's burglarizing his house. She kicks the uh, cane from under him. I'm like this is not what I was expecting. And then it's also very drawn out. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, where's the excitement at? Where's I'm feeling bored watching a Batman movie. I shouldn't be feeling bored watching a Batman movie. You know? Yeah. And here's the thing. You was. Yeah. And you were. It like it wasn't it wasn't even like 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 reading a comic. It was just like this is not interesting. No, I didn't really feel like being in the movie theater seeing what the plot was going to be like. But I'm like, you know what? I'm here now. I'm going to see what they're going to go with it. I never walk out of a movie. Never have. (laughs) But, you know, it just made me feel really sleepy. (laughs) And also, too, I actually, like I said, I own the box set. I tried watching this last year. I just can't make it through the first act. Like, as soon as um, we get into the whole entire thing with ho- him hobbling around and everything. I'm out. <laughs> like I'm I like... just, I just didn't care for it. And like, like a lot of what you just said, I agree with you. Like, uh, the dialogue wasn't strong. Like between mm-hmm. the two characters, between like Selena and uh, and Bruce, like it was dry, and I didn't see any kind of romance at all with those two. You know, that felt like it was forced. To be honest with you, 
I just feel like it wasn't there. Like it was just like they're just saying the words. I feel like they, they were just, just saying the bed. words. <laughs> like they just woke up out of bed, said a couple of lines, and that was it. And I'm going back to my yeah. trailer pretty much. Middleton. Uh is it Middleton? Um from Damn it, I can't think of his name right now. From he was uh the one of the drug lords inside that area. Oh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Is it Ben Middleton? Is that yeah, it's Ben Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a saving grace of that. Like his uh <clears throat> his his wild acting where he gets like really loud and in your face and intense and very awkward at the same time, like when he does that, it it really caught my attention most time. Like his interaction with Selena Kyle was really good. I would like I could have gone for more of that. If, if they made him if they made it more like a Catwoman movie, it could have been a lot more interesting, to be honest with you. If I oh. saw her story and saw what she was doing instead of seeing Bruce the entire time, because, like, honestly, I did not give a fuck about what Bruce was doing because I was already out. Like, this is not what I, this is not a Batman movie I signed up for. Like, I, I would have watched something else if I knew, like, this was the fucking story. Just, again, man, just saying. It's like a comic. Like, a comic book comes out with a, with a story about Batman. Oh, this seems like it's going to be more of a Laura Alfred story. All right, like, if it's a cool story, I'll, I'll hop in. But uh, I was really expecting some Batman. But it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Right. Whatever. And you see, you know how you were just saying that you wish it was kind of like a Catwoman story? It's kind of like how, you know, if they went on ahead and did it the way they did Scarecrow in the Batman Begins movie, that would, I think it would have been a smash. I think it would be great. If they did it and since, like, level. you know... And since, like, like she has a life that she has, she probably actually has friends or acquaintances that we can see along with her. Exactly. You don't really see that in that no. in that universe, like a like a friendship. You can see like the people who like who talks uh, who can find things in someone else. You didn't see that much of all, unless like unless they were in a fucking costume when it was happening. You rarely saw someone can find things inside of them. Like, even Alfred and Bruce's relationship, it wasn't really. I don't know. Like, I guess like there was some emotion there, but it just I just looking back at it now, it, it wasn't as strong as it could have been. It was more just like pulling my heartstrings the entire time. It was just jaded now, or like the movie that hasn't held up as much in my mind as it did when I was a kid. Well, who knows? I agree. I agree with you. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch these movies now. It's really hard to watch them. They're, they're not as entertaining as they was when I first watched them. My you know, tastes have changed. Right. Everybody's ch- taste changes after... Um, <laughs> but I years. thought this movie was timeless. I thought this movie was going to be timeless. <laughs> and it's not. And I thought the same thing, too. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought the same thing, too. Because I saw this movie twice in the movie theaters. Yeah, I, dude, I saw this movie at least 12 times. Like, Dark Knight. Yeah, I saw Dark Knight at least 12 times in theaters. Yep, I saw that movie twice. One time... Uh, with someone with a uh, with a buddy of mine, and then a second time, one of my friends worked at the movie theater, and she snuck me in and got got me in for free. But oh, wow. yeah, so I was able to see it for like two, two times, and I loved it. From the I felt like I was actually invested into a movie that I care about, and now it like it's all filled with one liners if you think about it. It's not the ma- masterpiece like I wanted to remember. Because here's the dog. thing: if I can, re- 
another thing too is if I can recite a movie after the second time, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. No, yeah, you're... Go, go lay down. It's fine. Go lay down. I know. I know. You just want to go play oh. with the dog. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, you're good, man. <laughs> but uh, but I wanted to say. <laughs> Come on, let's let's take a little trip to the bathroom, so you can so you can calm down. But there you, you know, go. Can... You're good. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Well, what I was trying to say, what I was saying was this: like, if I can go in and see a movie twice, and I can recite those lines. To me, there should have been a lot more dialogue that flowed. No, that's, that's easier said than done. That it, everything can be happy go lucky Marvel MCU, man. I agree. Where's where? <laughs> this is me ripping on the MCU. That's what that was. <laughs> I can agree with that, though. There are some good MCU movies, and then there's like the toilet bowl season of MCU. Oh, movies. dude. I'm sure you can find like like find a group of ten MCU fans, and I'm pretty sure at least seven out of those ten can recite every line from all twenty one movies. And the fact that we know there are twenty one movies is really annoying. <laughs> I agree, uh, but another thing too that aggravates me about the Dark Knight Rises was the whole bomb drop thing. Like whenever he picks up the bomb and he's carrying it around and everything, and all what the else? Movies, huh? You mean like in this movie? Yeah, in the Dark Knight Rises. Remember when at the very end, <laughs> where well, he has the bomb? When you, think about think about what you're saying right now, man. You didn't get that. That was a throwback to like the Adam West fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that part, but the whole entire payoff of the. Explode, you know what I'm saying? Like the oh my gosh, is he alive or not? Thing it felt like, oh, that that whole thing, yeah, that thing is what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, I didn't care for it, it was annoying, right? Because it's like it, 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 you could have left it out. I agree. Because here's the thing I felt like you know, this has been done before oh, countless times, it's, it's like for a shock value, and then we already know it's, it's like, it's, okay. Yeah, it's like it's very eighties and a very um, like indie kind of trope. It just it's very too it was too tropey. And another thing too that I have to say as well is I was expecting Bane with like the poison in his veins and all that stuff to make him venom. <laughs> and I love Tom Hardy; he's a great actor, but. Even with that mask on, I couldn't understand a damn word he said. Oh, I got it. Like, I guess, like, because, like, a friend and I, we, we, we made sure we can understand what he was saying by listening to uh, not the lines, but hearing, like, phrases and words used in two different ways. But the creator of that mask, and I think uh, Nolan had an article that came out before, before that movie was released, and it was, uh, it was showing audio of saying keywords one way, then keywords, like the same keywords in a different way with the mask. And we we listened to those clips quite a few times just so we can make out which one sounded better. Okay. And they switched, they switched one sound to like the second sound because they thought it sounded better. 
And if you listen to the trailers, uh, the first couple of trailers, you can actually hear the difference of Bane's sound because they had one sound for the first trailer. In the second trailer, they switched it up with something else. Okay, I'm going to have to dig deeper into that then. Yeah, you know, like people who listen to this right now, if you guys, uh, if you guys are still listening to this, first off, uh, listening to old movies, like uh, following in movies, was not as easy as it is now. Like, it wasn't. It was fucking, it was hard. You had to buy magazines. You had to read like different, multiple tons of articles from different magazines. And there was no TV shows or YouTube videos to watch any kind of news source. So finding out this kind of information was a kick in the butt quite a bit. Um, another, what, what did you think about the other thing, though, with Bruce and the ro- rom, uh, romantic relationship that he had with the other girl? Oh, Natalia. Natalia, yeah. Natalia Algul. Yep. Um, Did you like that plot like, twist? I guess I, I, I felt that relationship a little bit more than Selena's, right. but uh, again, that's probably because like because of the acting from both of those actors. I mean, like her acting so good that he used her again in Inception. Right. Get her fucking name, and it's bothering me now. She's <laughs> really fucking good. Uh, but. I liked it, and it did. It did get to me when she ended up being Talia, and I should have guessed that she was Talia, especially considering like I read the credits and saw like the entire cast names before like they stopped doing that kind of super shit. Uh, uh, it didn't hit me that much. Like it, it, it hit me, yeah, but the movie was so bad in its own that like I didn't care. <laughs> and get this, I remember looking at my buddy of mine. I'm like, that's Natalia. He goes, who's that? I said, that's right. You're not familiar with comics or anything. So I explained it to him. He goes, okay. I said, yeah, that's Natalia Agul. And sure enough, that was it. If I could figure it out and everything and stuff like that, I don't want to have to try and figure that out. You know what I'm saying? I want to guess. Well, I'm not sure if I use that that type of logic because that type of logic is what is what killed the uh, the, the Marvel universe. So yeah. No, I'm good. Like you want to put Easter eggs in movies by all it, for me by all means, go right ahead. Right. This is just like I don't I don't want I don't want Marvel I don't want Disney ruining my stuff. Like we're taking out all like the hidden nuances of comics for movies. I don't need that in my life. Let's see. Another point that I actually wanted to talk about too was the whole entire thing. When did you feel? Any, uh, here's the thing: when he broke. Uh, Batman's back when Bane broke Batman's back that was the part that I really liked though because it took because of the comic book aspect yeah that was that was cool and like the fight scene was unimpressive I'm not sure how you felt about it I thought that did you like the fight scene I didn't care for the fight scene and I it felt like his suit was weighing him down or something was just yeah it was like he was moving slow. Or he just got his ass kicked. <laughs> <Right. laughs> but it just didn't... Like I, it just didn't, have... didn't get convoluted after that. I agree. It just didn't feel like a fight scene that I wanted to see from a Batman movie. It didn't have that Batman Dark Knight kind of flavor to it where, you know, he was fighting the Joker kind of thing. This is like his suit is weighing him down and it's heavy and he's just some punches and then all of a sudden Bane picks him up and of course he breaks his back 
and then he has to try and get out of that hole that Bane was once in, which was darkness, based off of what uh, Bane was saying. And he comes out of that hole out of darkness, just like Bane did, had to do. But did you like that whole entire montage, yeah. though, with that part? Uh, I did like all the scenes with Bane. All the scenes with Bane, I actually really liked. Yeah. Like, that's, that's another one of those things that, um, like, if it was, it was, if the movie was more about Selena, and if it was also more about Bane, it probably would have been more interesting. If we, like, we got to see Bane form out his plan. That would have been cool if we got to see Selena, like, hang out with, like, the nightlife or the people of Gotham in front of why she's stealing. That would have been cool because the Batman portion was not cool. I agree. I can agree with that because of the fact, too, even with the plot holes with Bane, I like, like you said, I like Bane. I liked, even though they, he didn't have the, you know, the chemicals and everything else to make him the way he is, I'm like, okay, this is what they're going with. I'm going to go on ahead and forget about the comic book aspect and go with the look that they, that they have. And I actually did enjoy Bane and everything on the screen. You know? Yeah. It could have been like Tom Hardy also. Like, he... He's a dynamite actor, man. Like he knows how to kill a kill a line. Like uh, that that show on FX that he was in. Oh, Tabu. I didn't care for that. Tabu. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 show. I didn't think it was very good, but him in it is amazing. I agree. He brings like some type of extra finesse to it, to where you are invested in a show that may not be that great, but the character is what you're coming back for. You're coming back for his performance, and. So that's 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 exactly how that's exactly how I see the MCU. I can so like what you just said. It's exactly how I see the MCU. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the MCU in a nutshell for me. Like the story is not great, but you come back for the character, right? And that's exactly it. And you see, I think that. Some of the MCU films, I, I, there are MCU films that I do enjoy. I just didn't like the third Iron Man movie. Hey, hey liking and something being good are two different things, man. Right. I just didn't care for the third uh, Iron Man movie. I thought it was, like, really bad. <laughs> I didn't like the plot twist. But back over to The Dark Knight and everything, I didn't care for that whole entire ending that they did in France. Where, oh, like when you when you saw Bruce and Selena, yeah, it felt kind of like a cartoon if you think about it. It's like here's here's uh, Alfred reading a paper, and all of a sudden he goes down and he sees Bruce and Selena together, a forced relationship that they didn't have any connection with. What did you see in that scene? Uh, the foreshadowing that they showed us beforehand, where like when Albert was talking to Bruce, That's it was just that all over again, and like it was a weird kind of foreshadowing because like he flat out told us like this is what he wanted, and he did it, and then like he he messed with us at the end, like well, did you get it or did you not get it? <laughs> like, eh, eh, I don't know. Like I don't know what to make of it, and it bothers me, and that like that's partly why I don't like it. And then also, like, and I get it; it's, it's artistic, but exactly, no, thank you. it didn't have any type of meat to the bone. 
it it was foreshadowing for no reason, in my opinion. Just it could have been done better. Right, it I just could have been done a lot better. Here's the thing: I saw foreshadowing in Martin Scorsese's movies, and he knows how to foreshadow really well. And this one is basically paint by the numbers foreshadowing to me. It, he just, he just, he literally told us that he was going to do this, then he did it, and like, he did it in a way that just didn't make any fucking. It's like, <laughs> it's like he just pulled something out of his ass. Is like what it was. And you can tell that he was it's like he just pulled, pulled it. Like you know what we were talked about this early on with Alfred saying he wants to see him in this place. Right. Why don't we just put Selena there too? It's just like whatever, dude. Like if that's what you want to do, go right ahead. Exactly. Like that's ridiculous. Exactly. It's not like Albert has anything else to do. So if you want to go to France, go to France. Yeah, unless you go to France, like, hey, maybe Bruce will be there. Dude, stop. Whatever, man. <laughs> this is dumb. It really was. It really was. And then the whole entire thing with Joseph Gordon Lovitz, which I like, Jason Gordon Lovitz, and even Christopher Nolan said. Dick Grayson or Jason Todd Robin. This is just a tip of the hat oh, to Robin. So what we saw was he, Robin. He also said like he was never gonna call him Robin. Right. And like and then like and then like you know, we all saw it then like like his name's Robin. Like, alright. Alright. Thank thanks for that. Like this is the only good part about the fucking movie <laughs> besides Bane. So appreciate it, man. <laughs> And like, but like, you know, yeah, like, dude, dude's Robin, and like, he's like a combination of all the Robins, like, we got it, and like, even like the Carrie Kelly Robin, like, he's a combination of all of them put into one person, exactly. And his name happens to be Robin, and like, he helps Batman, and he's also an orphan, like, I got it, like, yeah, like, we a lot of us saw it while we was watching, we were like, this guy's supposed to be Robin, he's gonna be Robin or Nightwing, but again, as Chris Nolan told us two movies prior. This isn't that kind of movie, so it wasn't. Exactly. It's like we were promised something on Christmas and we just didn't get it. It was like it was lost. <laughs> or, or you got the dollar store brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I <laughs> That was harsh. I feel bad about that. Instead of Bane, you got like a character named Bane. <laughs> yeah. It, right. He looks just like Superman. Right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. This is yeah. What he's all he's all green. Oh, he's not green. That's like that's his new costume for the wall. Right. <laughs> and you, your parents have to make it up and everything. Pull something out of your ass, just like Christopher Nolan did. You'd be like, "Mom, why is yeah? What, what's up with the suit? Oh, son, that's that's whenever he lost his powers, and then you know he had to go into the water, and then you gotta you gotta get the old comics for that. Don't worry about right. it. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's him. It's yeah. the guy. Like, <laughs> and you're like, no, clearly this is not the guy. And then you point to the exactly. Poster, and then you post point, point to the poster. That's the guy. That's how I felt about Robin right. inside the Christopher Nolan film. Yeah, I agree. Could have been better. Could have could have could have been pulled off a lot better. I can see that. I can totally see that. Like it, it, it shouldn't have been a movie. It should have been like a miniseries because, like, you could have slowed it down. You could have put some nuances inside of it. They should have made the Dark Knight Rises a miniseries. I could see like, that. Uh, I would watch that. Maybe come back, come back to it later. Like, uh, come back uh, after ten or some years. They could have made a movie like now, right? And then gave it, gave us, gave us a series of what's happening in Gotham City for like five episodes. You can even talk about the Joker. It's not the fucking thing. 
Exactly. Like, or, or, or introduce, like, fucking Harley Quinn to the damn thing. Right. And you know what else, though? If, now that you're talking about that, too, they could actually made a Dark Knight uh, when he comes out of retirement and have Carrie Kelly as Robin and everything and do it in a realism kind of way. Could have been that. Could have been exactly. cool. Could it could have given you a purpose for Batman. But, you know, whatevs. All we got was him growling, him being in the friend zone again. <sighs> and I I was just very I was just very sad. <laughs> and one of my friends looked at me at the, at the movies and everything. And he's like, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm fine. He goes, it's sad, huh? I said, yep, this movie is sad. I'm sad that I spent seven fifty on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm more about I'm more about time than money. Like I, I, I'm pissed I wasted my time. I watched this movie maybe four times, thinking it'll get better when I watch it. It didn't, and it made me feel stupid for a while. But I wasn't, and I just I wish I had never seen it. I did too. And another thing too is I'm like, okay, I'm a little older now, so I'm like, you know what? I think I'm gonna pop this in and see if I'm gonna like it. You know, I'm just gonna dust it off and see if I'm gonna like this movie now. I've done that. And I'm like, like I've done that with that with that very movie. And I couldn't make it through. Like I couldn't make it past like the first maybe five minutes of the movie. Like, okay, I can't do this. This is not good. Like and this was probably about maybe four years ago I tried doing this. And like, dude, no, this is I made a post about it. Yeah, like this is bad. Yeah. Like this is really bad. Like, I, I can't. Like, I, I thought I'd get better with time. Like, a good fine wine. But no, Nolan does not work that way. If you watch any new Nolan films, they're not very good. They're, if you watch true. Interstellar, Interstellar sucks. Interstellar is fucking bad. I didn't care for it's, Interstellar. It's, it's convoluted. It, it lies about science. It tries to show, like, one science is the only fucking science. It, it's egotistical. It's condescending. Like, it's all those fucking things. And, like, it's just so ass-backwards that, like, it tries to make itself make sense, but it doesn't. It tries to make, I, you, I make it look smart. Dude, yes. I cannot, I cannot stand in the cellar. I thought, I think it's, like, it's his worst fucking film yet. And to be honest I, with I you... I haven't watched a new one. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm on that same level as you are about Interstellar. Because here's the thing. I, I thought like this. Okay, so he, time travels slower in space than it does on Earth. And that's why it is the way it is. Okay, I said I can believe that. But then you get deeper into this whole entire thing and you're like, this shit just does not make any sense at all. It, he did it again with that movie though. Like he he did the same thing that he did with Dark Knight Rise. Like he yeah. he gave you a story, he tried to make you feel stupid. He tried to make himself seem smart, and he just he just blew it. He right. blew it twice. I do have to say, Dunkirk was a was a good movie, though. I've heard good things, but like it's kind of hard to fuck up, like you know, history. So. Right. That was good. Like this already happened. All you gotta do is just like follow the same theme as that, and you put like some nuances inside of it, then you're good to fucking go. But like it's like I heard it was good. I haven't watched it, but I heard nothing but good things about it. It was good. There's not one uh, a character that you actually follow. <laughs> that there fucking isn't. <laughs> you don't say. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to, like, you know, I'm war. You know, 
you have the ground people doing their thing, the air people doing theirs, and then, of course, you have some other stuff going on in the war. And that's exactly what he focused on. He goes, because, okay. that's, because that's what he's good at. Yeah. Because that's what he's good at. Like, he's a cinematographer. He needs to understand that. Dude, you're a cinematographer. Just stop trying to direct a film and just go back to cinematography. You can get so many awards in cinematography. No hate, just saying. Right. Like you're you're a cinematographer, dude. Like maybe maybe team up with a different like new director and make a movie together, because you by yourself. Like Spielberg or something. Ugh, guys, don't get me started on fucking <laughs> oh, Spielberg, God. dude. Yeah, don't get me started on Spielberg, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> Ready Player One. That's all I gotta fucking say. No, thank you, Spielberg. You know, it's funny. funny. I actually like that movie. I'm I'm sorry for you, man. I do not. <laughs> I, I also read the book though, too. But yeah, so did I, and I really don't like that fucking movie. <laughs> I really, I, I I like both of them. I like the book and the movie, but I understand how people don't like them. I understand how there were problems with that. I really, if you could, if you couldn't get the licensing for all the characters, you shouldn't have made a fucking movie. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's actually you, true. If you couldn't, point. if you couldn't get the licensing for all the characters, you shouldn't have made a movie because, like, the characters, the characters are the characters in this story. Like all, like the little minuscule characters in Ready Player One. We're going off topic, I know, but like all the minuscule characters and stuff, like the Ready Player One, matter to the story. But like, it shouldn't have been made. If you couldn't get all the characters. Right. Period. And don't worry about getting off the topic or whatever because we're pretty much done with the Dark Knight thing. <laughs> this is two friends talking about movies. This is this is what I like. I just like just chatting it up, you know? <sighs> Spielberg. <laughs> He's like God Almighty has fucking fallen, that fucking guy. Jeez. <laughs> we, we put that motherfucker on such high praise too. Like we put that motherfucker on that pedestal and he just he just let us all down. Dude, what has happened to you? You just I, he he got rich and just stopped caring and like his movies went downhill. BFG uh, no, no. What? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I didn't like BFG. I'm just saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying no to. No, right. no thank you. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> I gotcha on that. But yeah, I mean, you can actually see where he was from. You have Jaws. You have Back to the Future. You have other stuff. And then later on, you see the bar graph just go straight down to the toilet bowl pretty much he, 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 he stopped spreading his brain he thought he knew enough and he left it at that and that was his downfall that, that's, that's how so many actors producers writers directors that's how they all they all go down the wayside they all think they're better than they actually are and they stop learning then that's that when you stop M. learning M. you fail man right and I did that for a while yeah, and like he came back with a fucking force. He came back with a vengeance. Right. He's like, he said, I fucked up a lot. I want to make a good movie again. And he did that because he started learning shit. Exactly. And to me, I think it's good to learn from your mistakes. I mean, take a break for a while. Be like, look, I did knock it out of the park with these two films. Let me take a seat back for a minute and see what I'm doing wrong. Right. And, and- I can appreciate M. Night for doing that. I can actually appreciate him for uh, doing that because they had him on the pedestal as the next uh, Steven Spielberg on Time Magazine. In a way, yeah. In a way, they did, yeah. Yeah. 
And like and I, then, I wouldn't deny that. Like Shyamalan is fucking. He's he's good. Like he's also he's good with lighting. His lighting is fucking gorgeous. Like uh, I wouldn't say he 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 outweighs what's his name from the Budapest Hotel. Crap, I can't think of his oh, name right now. I know who you're thinking. I know Anderson Wes Anderson. Like yep. he, he he doesn't he doesn't beat Wes Anderson, but like his lighting. It definitely is better than uh, Abrams. Much better than Abrams' lighting inside of his film. Abrams is more of a fancy, technicolor kind of guy. Uh, Shyamalan more of a um, let the let the light show you what it's supposed to show you kind of filmmaker. And like I like that about his movies. Like right, he, it's not too dark or anything like that. No, he gives you the, uh, he gives you right where right there everything that you need. And he knows how to make sure it's intense when it needs to be intense. He does a good job with that. I agree. But yeah, man, I mean, I thought that, you know, taking a break from certain things or whatever is a good thing. Like, if he, if he didn't, we wouldn't have split. <laughs> no. No, we wouldn't. And I guess that, that's probably why I'm just focusing more on uh, on TV shows and news, mostly. Because TV shows breaks itself up. And news is straightforward. <laughs> no, no real opinion. Just, uh, just the facts. And it's kind of what I've been living in lately. Because I'm not sure about you, but I, I hadn't been to a movie theater in like years since World of Warcraft. That was the wow. last. That was the last movie I saw in theaters was World of, World of Warcraft. You see, for me, my last movie was The Invisible Man. <laughs> that was the last one I went. So, to. like, you've been. You know what? I will say, I took my family on Thanksgiving to see. Frozen Two, but like, but before Frozen <laughs> Two, it was, it was that, it was that movie, yeah, like World of Warcraft, like, and I liked it. Like, I'm not saying it was a good movie, but I liked it. But it's better than what you intended it. To yeah, be. yeah, right. like it wasn't like just awful. Like everyone kept saying right. it was like, like this isn't like the best, but it's it's watchable. And I'm gonna say this: that's the shit I can't fucking stand when it comes to like you know the majority of moviegoers nowadays. Like, if it's not, like, pinnacle, like, what they want it to be in every fucking scene, it's, it's automatically bad. And I can't stand that. Like, a movie can be good or worth praise if every scene isn't top-notch. And I think that's, that's the point we're trying to get at when talking about this, like, Dark Knight Rise. Like, that movie didn't have many good scenes that we can, we can comfortably say it was good because we right. didn't get that. Exactly, because here's the thing. You know me. I'm always like, well, I like aspects mm-hmm. of the film. All the time, and that, that is your M.O. Right, but with this, with that movie, I didn't find no aspects that I enjoyed. There was no redeeming qualities to that film. Like, there really wasn't. And, like, I, I know, like, I've been on your show before, and, like, I talked about how stuff bothers me or gets me, gets me pissed off from here and there. But uh, with this one here, this one really fucking pissed me off because it hit me close to home. Is it's Batman. Like it's right. it's Batman. And it's I don't, our childhood. I don't, <laughs> I don't like I don't like saying things like that, but I hear what you're saying and I feel what right. you're feeling right now. Come like, on. We I, we watched the animated series. <laughs> we we grew up on the fucking comic book. Some of us got tattoos, yeah. So no, right. I get it. And as a matter of fact, I want to get a tattoo of Batman <laughs> <laughs> and everything. And so he gave us two good ones. And like I, I don't I don't harp on Nolan that much because of that reason. But that third movie, what the hell, man? Like you couldn't have found any other like Batman characters. 
to throw in this. Like you had to go with like with the Batman getting injured and it's like this is my send off movie. Like you couldn't just like just leave it open. But right. if you if you watch Nolan's film, that's not what the fuck he does. He doesn't leave shit open. Memento, Memento is like is the fucking stamp on what Nolan is. Like he he would tell you, I will never give you an ending that you want. And that's what Memento told me any fucking way. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen Memento or not. I've seen a certain scenes and stuff like what? that. I I what? To... What did you just say? Did you just... The, the movie lover she just told me you that he has not watched the entirety of Memento. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm, I'm for real, man. It's not oh, my I'm, God. Oh, my God. Hold on. Here's the deal, though. Like, for me and everything, I, every single time when I would go on ahead and sit down and watch it, some shit would come up. I take you not. It's like every single time I would turn okay. it on. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I bet, mean, like, when you watched, uh, watch Captain Marvel or Avengers for the 50th time, nothing comes up then. But it's cool. It's cool, <laughs> man. I got it. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't even seen Captain Marvel since, the, since it was released in theaters. <laughs> Never watched it. There was too much, too much, too much toxicity around it. It's like, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for all that shit to die down. And it still hasn't. So. Yeah, maybe when the second one comes out, I can finally watch it. I got you, because I I, I know how you like to watch and process stuff and everything, and that's what I respect <clears> about <throat> you too is the fact that you know you go on ahead and you don't do what the most popular thing is. <laughs> no, you wait until it's died down, and then you start reviewing reviewing stuff, or you wind up doing your thing, and that's what I appreciate about what you do because different from what I do, but. You know, we're still in this whole entire thing together, and that's what I liked about what you do. Did you listen to the the Dark Phoenix one that I did? I need to I need to listen to that. I need to get caught up with everything. I've just been busy with work. But well, if, if you're like, if you guys ever just want to sit around and just watch the Dark the Dark Phoenix movie, the X Men movie, because it's on HBO right now. Uh, I did okay. a podcast where I'm pretty much watching the movie, and if you want to, like, you know, listen along as uh, as you're watching the movie. Have fun. Like, uh, <laughs> that movie was a fucking trip, dude. <laughs> a trip isn't bad or a trip isn't good? It was, it was a trip. It was, just, it was just a nice little journey. And I didn't hate it, and I don't know why it got so much hate. Uh, it had, like, some weird parts inside of it, but nothing so bad that, like, I, I wanted to turn it off. Like, it was, it was okay to watch. And I, honestly, I wouldn't have mind more, especially since, like, Jennifer Lawrence died. Like, her character... Overstayed her welcome. Oh, I agree. Like I, I, I like Mystique. I like Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, but like the character overstayed his welcome. I, I understand that because I felt that same way. I felt like even with uh, not Days of Future Past, but the one after Days of Future Past uh, with Apoc- oh, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. I felt like when she was talking to Apocalypse, she decided to wake up out of bed, say a couple of lines, and then go back to sleep. Yeah, uh, she kind of like turned on the notch a little bit inside of um, inside of Dark Phoenix. Like she turned on the acting gears in this one, but you know reasons. Like she had to, but she did. She did like a. I don't want to give any spoilers, but she's not in it very long. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So, so I might be able to tolerate that a lot more than since she's not in there that long. Again, like love Jennifer Lawrence, love the Mystique character, right. and it's like they didn't know what else to do with her. Like there was nothing else to do with his character. Like why is she in this movie? Because she to shouldn't be. Honest, to be honest with you, man, I've always felt like her character arc was always done. Like once she got into 
first class, and then you get into Days of Future Past. That should have been the end of it. Like that's it. Like she could have just like get went off and gone like done her own thing, trying to make some money or some shit. Like, but like they gave her the whole story where she's an activist, which we hadn't really seen in the comic books. Like to like the extent that she was doing it, like where she was solo, where she like followed her own rules, where she was. Like, she was always kind of, like, you know, back and forth with Magneto, and, like, they did work together in the Brotherhood. And she was an activist in the comics also, and did her own solo missions. Just, it didn't it didn't hit as well as it could have for me in these films. Like, the first one, The Days of Future Past, loved that one. That one was fucking awesome, and she was fucking great at it. Apocalypse, not so much. And, like, she still kind of had the same theme and tone to her character, just... It, it's like you said. It's like you said for it's like she just checked out, man. Like like she wasn't in that in that movie. She just wanted to make some cash, right? And you can really tell whenever an actor or actress is doing that and everything. If you don't care about what they're doing and how they're acting to a certain thing, it's gonna it, the audience is gonna know. Every every actor, like when you can always tell, like you know, it's like when the actor is just phoning it in. Whenever like he or she just says, "Okay, I'm done," you can see it. You can see it in every actor's face. You can see, like, in their, in their delivery of the lines. Like, uh, I'm watching Star Trek, Deep Space Nine. I'm watching the sixth season. And this season is where a character named Jazia Dax leaves the show. And I'm trying to see if I can see when she starts phoning it in. And then I'm going to start looking to reason why she left the show. Because I have no, no clue why she left the show yet. I don't know that she leaves and someone takes her place in the seventh season. And I'm trying to see, like, like, if there are any kind of telltale signs of her having any kind of malice with the crew or anything. And so far, I haven't seen anything. So maybe she left on good terms. What other shows are you watching, though? I'm uh, And everything. Because right I'm now? Like, yeah, I'm kind of curious because you said that you're uh, TV, mostly doing TV shows right now. Uh, what else TV? Uh, I got, like, a long list that I, I rotate <laughs> through, but nothing, nothing permanent. Like, I've been watching that Working Moms. I'm not sure if you've seen that show before. No, I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's a Canadian-based show. It has one of the one of the actors from It's Always Sunny. You watch It's Always Sunny? Yeah, I love that show. You remember the woman who turned herself eventually into a cat, Maureen? Yeah, yeah I remember that. She's in this show Working Moms. Oh, my God. She's hilarious. Like, she's, she's absolutely hilarious in this show. The whole cast is really good. Well, she's absolutely hilarious in this show. I've been rewatching New Girl. Um, I got one episode left with a Punisher. They want to save that for myself. I, I would save the flavor for that. that yeah. was I think I want to. Is it a good ending to the last the last the last episode? To be honest with you, I prefer the Punisher ending over the Daredevil ending. Wow, because the Daredevil ending I didn't like for. Yeah, I prefer the Punisher one over that. It was a good closure, though. Like the Daredevil, it was a good closure. Right. Um, I'm watching Ash versus the Evil Dead third season. Finally got a chance to flop that on. Uh, Supernatural season thirteen. Uh, I still have Shit's Creek that I can watch. Got last season, or not last season, but like the previous season that came out. The second season of Sabrina. I'm also mowing through that show for life. I think I talked to you about that show before. On ABC. Okay. No, I haven't seen that one. It, this, it's this guy who was convicted of a crime about 16 years ago about having drugs inside of his club, but he says that he's innocent. 
and he becomes a lawyer while he's in prison. And he uses like his uh, his skills as a lawyer to get people off in prison, but also try to find, get his freedom out of prison also and find out why there was drugs inside of his hotel. It's based off a true story. And it has like a lot of racial undertones to it because like the main character is black. Okay. But uh, it's a good story. Like uh, right. so far, it's really, I'm like eight or seven episodes in. Like it has, it's produced by Fifty Cent. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. Then. It's honestly really good. Like I'm, this is like out of all the shows I'm watching right now, like uh, I'm savoring that one the most because it has a lot of death inside of it, and it, mm-hmm. it is ABC ish, but it has a lot of realness to it also. Like the warden is a woman, and she's also lesbian. And she's trying to change around to prison while he's trying to get himself out of prison. So she's following like the standard code and policies of that prison and trying to actually reform the prisoners. It's it's a different touch than I've ever seen in a in a TV program before. And it it's pulled off pretty nicely. Like in the war, same person who was in Luther and Game of Thrones, her name is escaping me right now. If you see her, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But yeah, it's really good. I'm gonna check the check those out and everything. For, for life, uh, for life is really good. Okay, I'm gonna check for life out. I'm definitely gonna want to check that out. It's on Hulu. So the most recent one that I watched that I binged through the whole entire weekend was the Ozarks. Oh, see, I, my wife and I watched that one. Like we, uh, when we first moved to our first place, we started watching that that show. Uh, I think I was in, and she started watching it, and we started watching it together. And we just, we both love Jay Saban. He's fucking hilarious. And he's also hilarious in the show, but like it gets so fucking, it gets so real in the show. And like they're all, they're all so bad. Dark. They're all bad people. Love it. Even the kid. All, both of the kids. Both of the kids are bad too. I agree. There's nothing, there's no one to really root for or anything like that. This whole entire town is, when you think that you think you have someone that you can root for, there's always some type of darkness. They stab you in the back. Yep. And you see, that's what I loved about the show. Yeah. But uh that's like my most recent one that I binged. Uh I think the last one I binged was the uh what was that witch show that came out? It was based off of The Witcher? Uh well that one too, but like that wasn't more of a binge. That was like that was work and leisure at the same time. <laughs> I got you. Uh I remember listening to those that, those shows. Those are. I, I uh, thought those were fun. Those are really fun to do. Like I, I watched the entire season, of the, the first season of Witcher, and, uh, and the, sh- the show was weird, but I love it. <laughs> I do too. I actually enjoyed the Witcher a lot, and it took me off guard because I wasn't used to the time jumps or anything like that. I was, which like, I love. What year is it? I, I love the time jumps. Like the time jumps made it so much fun. Like and the fact that it, it all pulled itself together. It was like the whole the whole season was like a magical spell, and I just love it. I didn't look at it like that. I, I, I like that aspect. Like when you think of it like that, <laughs> it's just like one one big magical spell, like that's all over the place. And that's actually the, pretty cool. The, I know the new season has to be just so phenomenal. Uh, it's a it's the show I'm talking about. It's a Netflix show. It's about a a family. They move from Japan. They because because uh, one of the characters' dad dies. And, I know the show you're and about. like they're monster hunters, and their kids is based off a comic. I can't think of the name of it. 
I know I'm not sure you're thinking of. I can picture it. I just can't. Like the name of it wasn't very memorable, but I binged it. And I feel like if I didn't binge it, <laughs> I could probably remember the name of it. It's not the kingdom or something. No, God no. Uh it, it takes place in now, like like current time. It's not a period piece. Okay, okay. Alright, I'm just trying to Like I I I still gotta watch uh, uh Dracula. Her Dracula's pretty good. To be honest with you, no. I didn't like no. it, but no, because they changed his the whole entire mystical aspect of who Dracula is by the end of the uh final episode. Wow, good thing I wasn't gonna watch it. <laughs> I I just it I, it was good for the first couple of episodes and everything. Then once you get into the finale, it's just awful <laughs> the way they did it. I also that's just my take. I but... also binged the show. Uh, it just it was just out. Uh, Ultra Carbon. Yeah. Okay. I'm you ever seen Ultra Carbon? No, oh, seriously. the first season is uh, <laughs> it is convoluted. <laughs> it it doesn't make much sense, like a lot of it. And if it does make sense, it 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 will most definitely be over your head because I think it's supposed to be. I think the show the show is supposed to be so over your head that uh, that you're not supposed to understand the fucking story to it. And I think that's what they want: is you not to understand what exactly is happening inside of this world. So they just they just throw stuff at you. Okay. The first uh, season's all right. The second season is much better. Like, the, the, okay, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, that. It, it's. I want to tell you right now, though, dude. Like, honestly, truthfully, if the first season is is a tough pill to swallow. I, to be honest with you, that's how I felt with the first season of Game of Thrones because there's just so many characters and everything that I have ADD. So, with me having those many characters, it was actually hard for me to uh to follow. Because just introducing each house and stuff like that. So once I actually glued in to Game of Thrones for the first season, I was hooked after that second viewing. Because I actually have to sit there and focus. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, have, have an you know? ADD to do that there. So, but I understand what you mean by too convoluted and everything else, though, too. So, well, just like uh, buckle up, get ready for a ride. Because it. It will I'm, be that. I'm actually going to check this I can't, out. I can't find this show. I was trying to see if I can search to it on my television here, see if I can find the name of it. I forget the name of the show. Uh, it was it was good. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, so it wasn't it wasn't that good. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what else is good, and you said you like Jason Bateman. The Outsider was good. I think I lost you for a minute. Hello? I think we lost him. Hello? Hey, man. Hey! Hey. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, it's okay, man. My wife wife called me. Oh, okay. That's cool. It's it's fine, man. Seriously, it's fine. Right on. Family comes first, you know? I've been talking to him all day, so I appreciate uh, you being understanding. Oh, man, it's cool. If, if I had a wife and everything, I'd be doing the same thing, so it's all good. <laughs> where where we leave off, you know? TV shows, right? Right. Um, I was going to ask, actually ask you this. Have you seen uh, the show 
uh, The Outsider. No. Oh, uh, yeah, with uh, Bateman. Yeah. Right, right. Because I knew that you liked Jason Bateman, so I was going to bring that up. I haven't finished the last episode. My wife and I are watching that one together too, because you know Bateman. So, right. like, he's only in the first episode. Like most of you don't know, but yeah, we're still uh, we're still watching it. We we gotta finish it up, then we're probably gonna jump on the Ozarks. Oh sweet! You're, I'm gonna tell you this: you're gonna love the Ozarks for this season. That's all I'm gonna tell you. You're in for a ride. <laughs> you finished it already? Yeah, I finished it. I binge watched that whole entire thing in one weekend. Wow. Yeah. Big fan, jeez. I, I I tell you what, I I am a huge fan of the Ozarks with the writing and the character developments and everything else. I couldn't stop watching it. Was that good to you? It was. It really was. It was like I would go on ahead, and what I would do is I would say, "Okay, I'm gonna go on ahead and stop watching this and do something else." And then I then I scroll through, like I think I'm gonna watch another episode of Ozark. And then another one, and then another one, and then another one. <laughs> so you, you just kept rotating back and forth. Gotcha. Right. Exactly. But <clears throat> it's really good. And then I watched uh, Tiger King, which I didn't think I was going to get into because watching stuff like that is not for me. Yeah. But D- ditto. I'm going to tell you this. Like, it starts off at me laughing my ass off at how dumb this guy is. To by the time he gets down to the third episode, it gets dark. Yeah, bad. It, it it gets down to the part where he wants to put a hit out on this other tiger lover, this other person who owns tigers. Everybody in this whole entire organization that Joe works for is dirty. There's not one single person that is someone that you're gonna root for. And only that, but even um the people that are not associated with Joe or anything like that, they're the other Tiger lovers. They're just as bad as what Joe is hmm. and everything too, especially uh, not Carol Biskin, but there's doctor who owns tigers. And when he does this, he gets 19 year old girls to be apprentices for him. And then he sets out houses for them to live in. And at, at once you reach a certain age, he goes and gets more 19-year-old girls to be apprentices to help him out with the zoo. And it's just crazy. It's Joe actually made $45,000 for bringing his tigers in, the, in different malls. What the hell? Yeah, for letting people touch them, play with them and stuff like that. He made $45,000 um, and everything. And that was to pay for the animals at the zoo. And also, too, they would actually get expired Walmart food and everything, and Walmarts would donate it to them, and they would have this big old huge truck of expired food and give it to the animals. That's interesting. It was. (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, I mean, I went from laughing at how stupid he was to the fact that he was even wanting to kill Carol Biskin because Carol kept on saying he abuses animals, he doesn't take care of his animals or anything like that. And then there's a whole entire mystery element. Did she feed her ex-husband to a tiger? Like, and, like her, not not the Joe Exotic guy. No, 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 no. Not to the Joe, Joe Exotic guy. But Joe Exotic is accusing her of feeding 
her husband to the Tigers. And then she remarried. <laughs> See, that sounds like a whole mess. Like, just one big whole mess. Right. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the whole entire thing, and I was like, my friend Tamika told me about it, and I'm like, look, this is not for me. I'm not going to watch it. She goes, come on, we'll talk about it. I'm like, okay, fine. We did a whole review on it and everything, and I winded up. I told her this. I said, look, I went from laughing at how stupid this guy is, because I know people like that around here, to being this ex- it was extremely dark by the third episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Really flip, flip a switch, it sounds like. Yeah. It, it was. It was a big switch, because you don't even expect it. Because it goes from him talking about Carol Biskin and about how much he couldn't stand her. And then even on his live feeds and everything, he even says, this is what I'd like to do to Carol. And then he gets a gun and takes the sex doll and puts her name on the sex doll and blows the trigger. I'm like... Not for you. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I'll probably never watch it, though. Just to give you a heads up. (laughs) I watch just about anything just to see if it's going to be good and see where it's going to go. But you know me. I'll, I'll try and watch just about anything out of my own comfort zone. Yeah, that sounds like your MO, too. <laughs> but, you know, those are just a couple of things that I binge watch. I even watched Raising Dion. Yeah, how was that? That was good. That was really good because it's basically a single mother taking care of her son. And I've said this in, in my recent episode. Uh, episode too but basically it's about a single mother who is taking care of her son and he winds up finding out that he has superpowers and so now she's having to take care of him and try and figure out a way for him to control his powers and, and uh it's Ritter Ritterson's out of it too right yeah uh John Ritter's uh son's in it and I think I'm gonna, Jason Jason Ritter. Yep, he's in it. And I'm going to tell you this. I mean, it, it it's funny. It has drama. It has a little bit of horror element to it. A little bit of sci-fi into it. And it even has what's his name from Creed two in Creed one. Michael B. Jordan. Yep, Michael B. Jordan's in it as the father. And everything, but he's only plays like a little small part. But it's good because of the fact that you know. It actually, whenever the kid actually finds out he has superpowers, he does not know how to control them. Yeah, I, I saw the short, like the the mini film they had. It was about six minutes long. Right. <clears throat> like, uh, I'll probably watch it sometime in the future, probably like after I watch Lost in Space, which is probably the next thing I'll watch. But yeah, I've heard of it. I just haven't, just haven't got around to sitting down and watching it. It just seems like a... It seems like a 90s cheese fest, and I don't know. Like, hearing you say, like, you like it may change my mind, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Right. I, it's not for everybody, but, hey, I liked it. And then uh, it's good. I know that was on your list. It seems like it's a, it's going to be an easy watch. Like, it's going to just be something you just blow right through. It's kind of feel I got from it. It does have that easy watch to it. I do admit to that. It does have that easy watch where you can actually, you know, with the Ozarks, you're trying to figure out what's happening next and you can't wait to be- to see the next episode. And you got to take a breather in certain episodes. Yeah. Right. With this one, you can actually go on ahead and say, okay, I saw one episode. I can come back to it tomorrow and watch it. 
so you can watch it as you go. You don't actually have to try and sit there and binge it all at one time. (laughs) But those are the couple of shows that I binge watched recently. Then, of course, I'm, I ended up re-watching a couple of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> you come all, you come all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing to watch for a while. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch Gordon Ramsay for a little bit. <laughs> nothing new right now, anyway. No. So that's pretty much everything that I wanted to cover, too, for this episode, too. I mean, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's that's about all I had, really. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you for wanting to be on the show again and everything. I I really wanted to be able to talk about this. And plus, too, you know, we've talked about this here and there with the Dark Knight Rises and stuff. But I wanted to actually have it in a full context conversation back and forth because I thought it would be a very good conversation. Yeah, did not like that movie. thought it was (laughs) awful. Maybe I'll watch it again. Maybe it'll change my mind. But as of right now, didn't care for it. All right. Well, um, tell everybody where they can actually find you, man. Yeah. Uh, check out FTLNR Talk on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We also have a YouTube channel, uh, website. It's, we're all over. Like, you just type in FTLNR Talk. It, you will definitely find me. So, And you can find me at Movie Lovers Unite, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also catch me on the SEN Live After Show, 7.30 Central Time, May 8th, 8.30 Eastern Time. So check that out. And until next time, bye-bye.